the day. Good girl. My name's Norman. I'm a, a husband, a father, a friend, hopefully, a missionary, pastor, a runner, a musician, artist, and my goal is to be really a follower of Jesus. That's the most important in all of those roles. To keep from being, a, having a spiritual life and a secular life, but to just have a life devoted to following Jesus. So the Smith family is getting ready for furlough. For furlough, if you don't know, it used to be called deputation. It's when a missionary leaves their field of service and goes back to their home country. Two main purposes are reporting to supporting churches and then seeing family and some kind of rest and spiritual uh, readiness for the next term in there seeing family and all those kind of things so we're getting ready for furlough it is not so much for us really much rest maybe not for any missionaries it seems like we're busier then than any other time or at least as busy we have 35 supporting churches and trying to report to all of them or most of them in six months. And they cover a range from Alabama to Minnesota. As far west as Kansas, as far east as uh, Indiana. It's a pretty good range. So part of that process, we'll be working on scheduling. It's one of the things that can be the most difficult, trying to figure out when we will be where. Um, let our families know when we'll be in the area and hopefully near Thanksgiving or Christmas when extended family might be present. But that's not always possible. But certainly it's Part of our hope. So this time we're hoping to be in Wisconsin to visit my wife's family around Thanksgiving and then hopefully we will be in Alabama around Christmas. Come back to Japan in January. So now here comes a big truck dump truck and Zulu doesn't really like dump trucks but she did great so let's go all right good girl Zulu you did awesome yeah
Maduro. So it's February 2022 and we're getting ready to begin the scheduling process. My wife Susan has made a list for me. It has all of our sporting churches, addresses, phone numbers, emails if we have them. The process is made a little harder because we're in Japan and 14 hours ahead of the central standard time. So part of our furlough preparation is the process of getting a prayer card, a video for a pre presentation, figuring out what car we're going to drive, uh, figuring out where we're going to stay, have to move at least three times, three home, home bases. At the moment, it's looking like two or three weeks in Alabama, two or three weeks in Wisconsin, the main chunk in Iowa, back to Wisconsin for Thanksgiving and finish out the churches in Wisconsin back to Alabama for finishing up and going home. In the middle we also have the Missionary Enrichment Conference that our mission board, ABWE, puts on every summer. I think that's in July, which means a quick trip in the middle of the week out to Pennsylvania. So, Getting ready for furlough is one of the things we're doing on top of our normal routine. So right now, the normal routine, starting on Sunday, as Sunday morning, my wife is meeting with a small group of ladies in Minamiaso, and they met in person as long as they could. Currently, we're back under restrictions and they're meeting on Zoom. I think there are four ladies all together, including Susan. And then Sunday, late afternoon, early evening, five o'clock, we have our main bilingual Bible study, which Everybody in all of our other groups is always invited to. Some participate in more than one group and by Zoom or in person right now. Sunday night is also on Zoom. So I think we had 14 in attendance last night. Currently been studying our identity in Christ. It's been a really good study. Specifically, last night, we looked at our spiritual gifts and how that our spiritual gifts is, are given as part of our identity in the family of God, the church, and how that their purpose is to build up. So, 
if possible. I like for Monday to be an off day, but frequently it turns into a either a catch-up or a work-ahead day, or at least half of it. So my normal weekday morning routine is to get up and around 7.30, 7.45, I meet with the kids for exercise. And we've been doing uh, kind of a gymnastics-based routine recently, learning to hang on the rings and do pull-ups and all those kind of things. We do that three days a week, a gymnastics routine. And then the off days, I'm either trying to run or ruck. If you don't know what rucking is, simplest definition is put heavy stuff on your back and walk. My goal in the right now is to ruck with 10 kilograms for about an hour, two days a week, and then to do a long run on Fridays. This last week it was 12 kilometers. So exercise finishes somewhere at 30 to 9 o'clock. We have a protein shake and Melody starts school, she's in homeschool. Cameron starts college, he's doing dual enrollment online at Faith Baptist Bible College. And I start my main morning uh, reading time. So the moment I'm reading through the Bible and uh, kind of a speed reading through the Bible, I suppose you could say. Trying to read it in about four months completely. And that's my warm up for the reading. Once the warm up's done, I have different things that I do depending on the coming week and what kind of studies we're in at different places. Either prepping for one of my individual Bible studies or group Bible studies, or reading ahead for future uh, reference, or reading for personal spiritual growth. So, right now I'm reading a book by Larry Crabb. It's called uh, becoming a true spiritual community. It's been very challenging. Good book. Like most books, I wouldn't agree with everything that he says, but certainly it's been spiritually challenging for me. And I've enjoyed reading it. Good girl. Alright, let's go. No, over here. Over here. 
Other side, other side, other side. There you go. I've also been prepping for my men's group, reading With by Sky Jathani, which has also been very good. Uh, in addition, I'm reading um, a leadership book by Al Mohler and can't remember the author, but I think it's called Their Rock is Not Our Rock. And it's a look at different religions maybe a comparative religion book sort of it's maybe too deep for me but I'm plowing through it a quarter of a chapter at a time so I do that in the mornings usually finish before lunch sometimes as early as 11 sometimes not until very close to lunch. Depends on what kind of prep or other study that I'm doing. We have lunch. The afternoons in the week vary drastically. Uh, we usually have somebody coming over once a week now for a uh, mini English time and then play some music. It's a bass player. And he might be there three to four hours depending on the week. So that could go to three or four o'clock easily on that day. Other days, uh, errands. Typically, Susan will buy groceries Monday or Tuesday. I have bills to pay or things in town I need to do. Try to do that Monday or Tuesday usually. Although it varies. Wednesday pre-coronavirus and even part of last year when it was a little more open Susan had a ladies Bible study on Wednesdays these days I think it's either just one-on-one -on -one or not at all I might have occasionally met on zoom but I think it was a casualty of the coronavirus. And usually Wednesday afternoons, try to take a break. You ready for a Wednesday night? We have right now a Bible college class, Bible school class, with Elijah, who is a Filipino, who is prayerfully considering ministry, so he's preparing. And then Cameron is also part of this class. So He usually comes over around five or so on Wednesday nights and will be there until, well, he's been staying until 9.30 or 10 because he'll hang out with the family after his class. I forgot to mention on Monday nights, 
kids have karate. Thankfully, Chloe is able to drive them these days. So a lot of times, I think every other week, Susan and Cameron have an ongoing discipleship meeting. They each meet with uh, it's a mo- another mother and son. Susan meets with the mom. Cameron meets with her son. He's very close to his age. They're going through the small circle material. Very good, I recommend it. And the other nights, Tuesday nights or occasionally on Thursdays, just have a family night. And we've done different things. Sometimes we sit around and read. Also watched old episodes of Swamp People or submission grappling, wrestling, UFC type things. It's Friday, another night of karate. Day was pretty similar for the rest of us. Saturday morning, men's discipleship group. It's been a good good group has been pretty consistent. Really haven't missed very many Saturdays even through the coronavirus. Good girl, yeah. You need a treat. Hey, you need a treat. So usually that'll take me until lunchtime. Anywhere from two to three hours with the guys. We've covered everything from spiritual disciplines to study through different books of the Bible. We just finished reading How People Change. Very good. And then Saturday, pre-coronavirus, we were looking for music opportunities, either to listen or to sing with our family band. Currently, we are under uh, well, our running type things too. Did some of that, but currently, come out those under a state of emergency again, and there are very few things like that. Just gets us through a full week with the Smith family. What I find, as I get older, I recognize more and more that the work God does doesn't really depend on me. He is perfectly capable of building His church. At the same time, as I focus on Him and try to live my life in a way that pleases Him, He does use us here. Even in small ways, it seems. Sometimes it's just being in the right place at the right time. I often thought that the number one gift that we have that helps us be useful here is that we're stubborn. <laughs> we continue to beat our head against a, a rock and do it again. So we're still here, and even in the middle of 
two and a half years of coronavirus. God has brought new people our way. Japanese, Filipino, American, Vietnamese. And God has shown us that he has something for us to do here. So now we're looking at finishing up something like 23 years as a missionary. 24. About to complete our 20th full year in Japan. Prayerfully considering what the future holds. One of the changes of the last couple of years, ministry-wise, is that I've become a BW Japan field team leader. I'm still figuring out what that means. So I gave you a rundown of our life and schedule. So the field team leader stuff fits in and around that. Um, particularly the last two years, it seems like I've had an abundance of Zoom calls, or Microsoft Teams calls. Early on, there were Skype calls. I think once in a two-week period, I had 20 hours of online meetings. It's kind of scary. Not much fun, either. Might have enjoyed talking to different people, whether they are young people looking at coming to Japan or missionaries from other organizations or missionaries in ABWE talking and trying to encourage each other. And underneath all this busyness and trying to figure out what's the best thing to do with time and energy and the time we have left, recognizing the need and desire to be living a deep spiritual life. How do you define that? That's the question. How do you define a deep spiritual life? It's definitely more than just reading your Bible and praying. Lots of people do that and really don't change much year to year. But my goal, my hope, my desire is that I'll be a different person next year, the year after, than I am today. What does it take to continually grow? To genuinely be pursuing Christ-likeness. I think it means all the basics that we always encourage people that you need. Read your Bible, pray, be part of a community of believers, the church. It means all those things, but maturing in our ability to be intentional in those things. I think it's reading your Bible, but reading it at a different level with the desire to see practical change in my life because of the truth that I read. It means reading it and asking the question, what does this look like in my life? The fact that God is, that we learn about his character and his person. How does my life reflect that? 
my understanding that I'm made in the image of God. Made for the purpose of glorifying God, for fellowshipping with Him. How do I live that out? In my prayer life, how do I talk to God, who is the creator of heaven and earth, who is the judge of the quick and the dead? How do I converse with Him? What does it look like? What does it mean to be part of this special community, the church? God's called out family. Even as we're again looking at the spiritual gifts and considering how we're made, uh, to consider myself, my role in the body of Christ, how my gifts are lived out. in this family how I can encourage and help and challenge others to be more like Jesus what does it look like in the relationships that I have in in the community in Kumoto and Kikuchi and Minamiyaso people in the music community people in the motorcycle community I think the word for the last 15 16, 18 years that I've been really thinking about and trying to live out is to be intentional. You know, I don't think we accidentally make practical changes in our life. God's definitely working from the inside to change our heart. And as we grow and are more sensitive to His leading, I think we do see that change. But God also invites us to be practically part of it. Even as he tells Timothy to study to show yourself approved. Live out your spiritual life so that those around you will see your spiritual growth and glorify God because of it. They'll see your progress. There are things that we can do, should do, should want to do. Not because we have to, but as a response to what God has done for us. And what does that look like? What are the things that we can do? can do. I think the spiritual disciplines are part of that. And certainly as we practice different spiritual disciplines, it helps us to focus on the spiritual life and to be more sensitive to the work that God's doing to change us. The thing I've been thinking a lot about in this past year so, particularly since becoming the field team leader, but even before that, thinking about leading a, a team in Kumamoto, even though it's a small team, and just at times has been me and Susan and Keiko. What does it mean to lead spiritually? I think uh, in the book I'm reading by Larry Crabb, he mentions the, the need that we all have for a spiritual director, someone who helps give direction point us in the right direction, help answer the difficult questions, and just often to encourage and love us. I think that's a large part of the kind of leadership that uh, is, is needed uh, in Kumoto and on our field team and in the church. It's not telling someone what to do, how to live their spiritual life. 
sometimes there's a need to help answer questions. But it's maybe much more about encouraging people to ask the right questions. To look to God for answers. One of the things this last couple of years that has been disturbing for me, for missionaries like me maybe, who are in different places around the world, we see the American church from the outside. It's the degree of division and uh, the lack of brotherly love and unity definitely seems like the coronavirus, the different issues related to it have brought to the forefront uh, a lot of heart conditions. And it seems, to me at least, sad that we can't disagree even strongly, but do so without putting each other down uh, using derogatory terms, but in a way that lifts up. Uh, we should be able to challenge thinking. It seems like a lot of the disagreements have gone beyond challenging thinking to attacking the people. Can't help but think that this, it's not, not quite living up to what Jesus challenged his disciples, that by the love that you have for each other, people will know that you are my disciples. So even I think about that, and I'm on the outside of it, it does give me reason to pause and consider my own life. And say, am I living up to the standards that God has set forward in His Word? The standard is a person. That would be Jesus. Am I faithfully living up to that standard? It's definitely caused me to stop and consider how I talk about other people, how I think about other people, how I talk to them. I know I need to grow in my ability to empathize and sympathize with people. It's often a struggle to see someone else's position if you don't agree with it. To see their heart, which may be in the right place, but they interpret facts differently or have different purpose, different background, different uh, level of spiritual growth, all those things come into play. That's okay. To keep growing and being encouraging is my goal in life. How do I take the things that I learn and help other people maybe not to make the same mistakes I've made? That's not always possible. A lot of us have to make our own mistakes. We're kind of stubborn that way.